The SaaS Universe podcast is brought to you by Efficient Capital Labs. Realize your future revenue today. In a world where everyone's talking about AI taking jobs, there's a twist to the tale. AI isn't just causing ripples, it's helping people land their dream gigs. Let's talk about Reina. She's not just another name in the business. For two decades, she's been on the grind, starting businesses and diving headfirst into new projects. Forget the fancy job titles. It's her never-ending passion to start from square one and make something great that makes her stand out. Now, let's dive in and hear straight from Reena on why she loves the world of startups. I started my first company in 2011, which was in the digital technology space called Inspark. I did another mid-sized services firm after that called Incedo and had a great time in that state and then started Metier in 2019. So, you know, early stage companies, blank slates, they really, really excite me. Whether it is launching something new, whether it's investing in something new. Like for a lot of entrepreneurs in tech, it's also FOMO, right? Because when you work in early stage companies, you see companies scale, you see the passion that goes into it, you see the excitement, and you want to do it for yourself. So it was, you know, not about, hey, we must start a company and build it from scratch because it's a, it's a different kind of high and a thrill to create something out of nothing. And then, you know, once you've done it once, there's no going back. It's really tough to go back to corporate. SaaS is a wild ride, and for women leaders, it often means navigating some unexpected twists. Between hidden numbers and those unspoken biases, it's a maze. But Reina is not lost. She's here to share some industry secrets. The unfortunate truth is that it is purely linked to funding. Women-led startups only got 1.9% of all the funding that was done in the US last year. So, you know, it's a catch-22. There are not enough in the space, but the reality is that they are underfunded and that's why they are not there, um, which is what makes these numbers so abysmal and so deplorable. Right? And you know that there's enough data out there. So one of the BCG studies, I think five years ago, was about the fact that businesses founded by women yield more revenue, more than two times as much per dollar invested than those founded by men. But that is the unfortunate like reality that we live in. Um, so I would say that, you know, being a woman leader in this industry, I mean, it, one of the things that I've had to do is to ensure that um, you surround yourself with funders, with mentors, with collaborators, supporters, team members who really care for this mission, right? So you have to be, you have to be selective also in the way you, for example, pursue fundraising or in the way you pursue opportunities and collaborations. So I think that's something that not just me, but any woman in the, in the tech industry has had to do. Um, you know, I, I find that given that I've spent two decades in tech services. Uh, I call it a 
constant loneliness has been a part of my life, right? Like you're the only woman in the team or the only middle manager or the only executive or the only woman in the boardroom. So it's something that you kind of lived with for a while, right? Across your career. You know, when I was younger, early on in my career, I even had a manager who would publicly say I didn't deserve a raise because I was in a two-income family. So, you know, but there are some, there's good and there's bad. I've also had great mentors and great supporters, but I would say the one theme has been that, you know, women in this, in general, in tech, have always had to have outsized performance. And you have to be an outlier to grow and stay there. You have to be very resilient in this space. Um, it is a tougher, it's a tougher climb. It's tougher to raise money, but, uh, you know, you have to, work hard at it, stay resilient, surround yourself with the right companies that support you and right stakeholders who support you. Reina's journey in the tech world has been marked not just by her keen observations, but also by her impactful actions. Instead of resigning to the status quo, she's championed the cause of diversity, convinced that a company's strength and innovation emerge from its varied and vibrant talent landscape. The seed behind me chair was that, you know, companies recognize that to be strong, they have to have talent from all walks, from all backgrounds, yet the outcomes don't really change when it comes to talent. So I started this with my co-founders uh, with the mission to make hiring more equitable, ensuring that companies can be more efficient in the way they hire and they improve outcomes for everybody but they also expand opportunities for job seekers who don't necessarily come from um, typical backgrounds or job seekers that don't get access to such opportunities. So we do this through our AI-enabled, SaaS-based, hiring and talent intelligence platform. After digging into the backstory of Metier, Reina dives into the complexities of today's hiring scene. We all know that there are hitches in the system, with biases and other hiccups muddying the waters. But Reina and her team decided to tackle these head-on. Métier's goal? To spotlight genuine talent and leave biases at the door. Reina gives us an inside look at how the platform isn't just commenting on the current state of hiring, but actively shaping a brighter, fairer future. I'll take you to the state of affairs in hiring today. I call it um, an incredibly unhappy process where 99 people who apply to a job never hear back. Um, most hiring managers who are looking to hire find that they don't meet great people. Um, there are overburdened recruiters. So it's, it's a very, very unhappy state of affairs in general. And, you know, there's a ton of technology that is deployed in hiring. But even when you deploy technology, you find that it rejects great people um, at the first gate of screening. One of the studies said there are 27 million hidden workers and one of the reasons that they are hidden is because they get rejected at the first gate. So this happens because you have overserved job descriptions, they kick out great candidates. Sometimes candidates fare worse because of the words they use in a resume. So, for example, universally women understate their case and these understated resumes fare much worse when they go against AI algorithms. Then you have unconscious, unintended bias. So what happens is that companies end up with the wrong candidates for the job 
if they find them at all. So the hiring costs are high, the experiences suffer, and companies lose time and opportunity. So the Metier platform is about companies hiring the right people, right job, right, right time, using intelligence that can help them do it in an equitable manner. The school you went to, gender, age, name, or sometimes, you know, you may not be presenting as strongly as you should be presenting. So we take away these common sources of bias so that companies only see capabilities and skills, what matters to do the job well. So, you know, now over 60 companies work with Metier to hire better and bring in a more diverse talent into the pipeline and workforce. It's a tool, but it's a it's also a platform that's used as a service. So companies work, subscribe to our platform um, based on the volume of jobs and they get great candidates, diverse slates to hire from and hire better. We all nod when we hear unconscious bias, especially talking about jobs and office vibes. But mix this bias with tech and you've got algorithms potentially echoing age-old prejudices. It's like tech's got to wear the grown-up pants and act responsibly. Enter Metier. They're set on making tech stand up for fairness and inclusion. As Reina shares more about how Metier tackles the tricky business of bias in AI, it's clear they're on a mission to deliver what they preach. The bias is injected by data. It is injected also by the creators. So very often you'll find that because of technology organizations being very homogenous, they don't necessarily have points of view of the various kind of people that might be using the technology. So in hiring, there are many such examples, right? Like whether it's Amazon's hiring algorithms that they, by the way, turned off, which taught itself to reject women's resumes or, you know, facial recognition and how it perceives dark skin. So there are examples are rife of that. And in hiring, it's a really, really critical problem to think about. So I have to say that I have to call out my co-founder, Rajesh Kamath, who leads our product and tech. Um, he's always been a great thinker in this space. Even when it was unfashionable to say that, you know, do not use AI for matching candidates because all of our competitors were touting AI-based matching, um, he was the first one to temper us all about the risks of using AI-based matching. Um, for making hiring selections, right? And, you know, he has been proven right because there's a lot of regulation, there's a lot of research, which over the last three years has proven that. So, you know, we use generative AI to make the users more productive. We use generative AI to write better job descriptions. We use AI to build our skills ontology so that we can recognize capabilities and skills better. Uh, but we do not use it to match because our strong opinion is that you cannot do it without injecting bias. In the grand tech theater, AIs often typecast the job snatcher. But what if we flip the script? Metia is doing just that. Reina's gearing up to share their journey of meshing AI's analytical prowess with the warmth of human judgment. Their goal? An AI-fueled hiring world where decisions remain deeply human and overlooked talents shine. It's a riveting meld of machine efficiency and human soul, and it's changing the hiring game.
people always need to be aware of the fact that a human does not look at your resume um, on the first gate. And they need to be very aware of how to get through the first gate, whether it is having the right formats, whether it's having the right kind of um, language, whether it's making sure that you're not using non-industry terms. So there's a lot of education that's needed with job seekers, which we do pro bono, by the way, right? You know, for the since we started. To know how AI is going to evaluate you. Um, but is AI going to eliminate uh, the recruiter? I I don't think so. It would make them more efficient. It'll give them a lot more tools um, in order to make better decisions, but it doesn't eliminate the role. Going down the entrepreneurial road, it's not just about big ideas. It's about big funding too. Reina's earlier chat about the hurdles women face in the finance game was eye-opening. Yet, there's a fresh kid on the funding block, revenue-based financing or RBF. Think of it as a cool alternative route for startups and founders who find the traditional lanes a bit bumpy. Instead of chasing star evaluations, RBF is all about the money coming in. Businesses give back as they flourish. It feels less like a high-stakes poker game and more of a collaborative growth journey. Reina's time with ECL and their embrace of RBF is a peek into a smarter, more trusting financial future. So we met the ECL founder very early on in their journey and we um, actually worked with them as well to do some revenue-based financing. And I think um, such sources of capital are absolutely the lifeblood of companies such as ours. Uh, so the way I see it is, you know, you've got to be judicious and, and see which paths will give you the best outcomes because you know, fundraising is sometimes feels like a full-time job, which takes you away from actually building the business. And early stage companies need outsized effort and time. And so fundraising can often set companies back when you're not focusing on it. Um, so I guess, you know, long-winded way of saying that I, I thought revenue-based financing was a great model and we continue to look for such ways of funding the company. Drawing to the close of our enlightening talk with Reina, we shifted our focus to what lies ahead. AI is making waves in the hiring arena, but even this game changer has its own set of puzzles to solve. You can't really unbias any technology fully. Um, you can offset bias, you can measure technology for disparate outcomes, you can look at results and outcomes for different cohorts, you can employ strategies, uh, such as the kinds that we use at Meteor, so that what you're really, at the core of it, what you're really doing is you're widening the gate right up front, improving the funnel, and then you're making sure more make it through screening, and you're reviewing it in a more unbiased manner. You're asking standardized questions to all, and you do all of these steps, your outcomes are better and greater. So that's really been our approach to offsetting bias, improving, hiring, making it more effective and more efficient overall. Drawing to a close with Reina's enlightening perspectives, a vivid image of the future of tech-integrated recruitment is painted. With AI's role still in flux, visionaries like Reina steer the narrative towards a hopeful horizon. The expansive chat touched upon the complexities women entrepreneurs face in financial realms the intriguing concept of revenue-based financing and the imminent tech renaissance in hiring practices. 
The session served as a lens into the evolving nexus of technology and recruitment. As we step back, it's clear that with insights like these, the future of recruitment is not just about automation, but about a more inclusive, thoughtful and human-centered approach. That's all for today, folks. Thank you for tuning in to the SaaS Universe podcast. And remember, if you're looking for non-dilutive capital to help grow your business, Efficient Capital Labs is here to help. With their unique approach, you can receive up to 60% of your projected revenue as upfront capital and all within just three days. So don't wait. Head to www.ecaplabs.com to learn more and get started today. Thank you for listening and we'll catch you next time on the show.